0: Myself, Greg here, and
1: it's Ivan here. As I say, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I hope as everyone is well. It's certainly a bit grey down south. I think Greg can give you the up weather update up north.
0: It's lovely and sunny here, and it has been for a while now, so I don't know how it's swapped, but it seems like we're getting the better side of the weather today.
1: Most certainly. I mean, everyone loves to compare about the north-south divide, but I think today the north is certainly winning. Um, but Greg... Before we, before we ramble on more about the weather and, um, you know, if you want to talk football, we could certainly do that on another wager. Um, but what were you we talking about today?
0: So today we're going to be discussing the basics of bearish and bullish markets. We'll just go over kind of the understanding of it. And, uh, you know, how would we look at investing into either of them? So, you know, if we're looking at a bearish or a bullish market and to, I guess, kick us off into it. We might as well just go through the basic definition of bearish and bullish markets and you know what, what are they. I think that's kind of the basics of it. So not to be the boring person here, but to read it out loud. Um, an investor with bearish sentiment believes that the rise in the value of asset prices presents an excellent opportunity to trade those assets and get out of the market. Bullish sentiment, wait until prices are lower before entering the market with the hope that price will increase. And they will then trade where the stock with the stocks to make a profit. So one of the key things I think that, that we can hear is neither bo- bullish or a bearish market means day trading, which is something that I think a lot of young people might misunderstand here. It is all about holding stocks and holding them and seeing how to make the best returns. But with you know, looking at returns overall, if we're looking at a bullish market, Ivan, with your experience, how would you say you know you'd position it within yeah. a, how would you position your portfolio within a bullish market?
1: Most certainly, I, I, think, I think to really sort of sum it up and, and maybe to, to create a bit more of a simplistic mindset, um, you know, when, when, whenever we're talking about bullish or bearish market, it really has to do with sentiment, you know, how people are feeling about the market, you know, whether it's a feel of optimism, you know, um, you know of, 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 of worries ahead, you know, it's a real good judge of, um, of trying to sum up the market's mood. So whenever we say bullish, so everyone everyone can always remember that image of the raging bull outside um the New York Stock Exchange and Wall Street. So you know that's a, a bullish market, which I think a lot of investors are naturally bullish because you always want things to be good and on the up and gaining. Whereas bearish is you no, know, they pretty much the opposite of it, which is a negative sentiment. You know the concern that things are going to pull back and be unsteady and and. And you know, financial markets are going to be well, effectively negative. So it's a bit more concerning. So I think I think the pose question that you asked me, Greg, in terms of you know how do you approach or how do you invest in a bullish market? I think a bullish market is 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 an area which you know it's all about positive and upside. Now, so you're feeling growth. You know, positively in the air. We think asset prices are going to rise. So it's one where you're going to buy in now. And then um you know and, and hold an asset as it appreciates in value. Now, if you want to take the most out of a bullish market, you know, you've got to see areas in the economy which is going to grow the most. You know, so we're looking at growthier companies, you know. So whether you want again, you can define um the, the, the definition of what a growth company is, is as a company with a high price to earning ratio or PE ratio. So we start looking at companies with over 20 times. Price to earnings, um, and then you know, you start naturally looking at you know which which companies can naturally grow very aggressively, you know, and are very resource efficient. So hence you know the low hanging fruit is always tech. You know tech you're able to scale exponentially. Um, so 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 I think the the general ones would be sort of the Nasdaq, you know, which is the tech benchmark in the U.S. You know, and then, and then you think about the leaders, you know, Apple, Microsoft. Amazon, Netflix, you know, Google, so Alphabet and whatnot. So we think of those leaders like that.
0: And I guess with that, then, you know, if we're looking at bullish and bearish markets, um, would you say right now we're in a bullish market or a bearish market? Because a lot of the time, I think people expect a bullish market post any sort of recession. We usually see that big dip happening. And that's where, you know, as it was in the definition with bullish markets, people kind of expect to invest at its lowest possible rate to then get the highest returns in a way. So I wonder whether, you know, would you say that we are heading into a bullish market right now or that we are likely to see that happen?
1: Most certainly. I, I think we are very much in a bull market at the moment. Um, uh, I think one thing we can always talk about is, you know, the economic cycle, you know, which is effectively like a sine sign curve or it, no, in fact, imagine a wave diagram you know so naturally we think you know after you know, as we approach a recession that's when you know things start pulling back so that's when we're in a downward cycle of the of the wave and that's when you know we're, we're, that's when you define it as a bearish market um the reality is governments now and central banks are very quick to intervene within their policy so whether that be monetary policy so eg interest rates and whatnot or fiscal policy which is all about taxation and, and what governments can do, I think governments and central banks are very reactive to try to minimize any, minimize and shorten any effect of a bearish down downward cycle market, and they're very aggressive in trying to pump the markets up to create a bull, bull run. So um you know I I think so sort of since the pandemic hit, where markets pulled back pretty significantly, we've been in a very aggressive bull market since, um and mostly the momentum. Has slowed down slightly, just purely from from the the aggressive growth and recovery we've had over the past mm-hmm. twelve months. Um, you know, if we look at the interest, um, sort of the CPI or inflation numbers that has come out of out of the U.S. in the past few weeks, you know, we're having larger and larger prints, which is certainly making investors nervous about such a strong recovery. Um, but but nonetheless, we we'll, we see continued loose. Monetary policy from from central banks, especially the U.S. central bank. So, hence, I think we're still very much in a bull market.
0: Great. Obviously, being in a bull market is always is always a good place to be. And uh, I think you know you mentioned the wave there, which I you know if we've got any listeners who are fans of the Elliott wave principle, we'll probably be raging on about it. Um, but if when we look at the bearish markets, I guess you know taking a, a, a step back and looking at that with. With the expectations of the markets i think being a bit of a downturn and maybe things not going so well a lot of i would believe that you know at least institutional hedge funds and maybe money managers would be looking at shorting stocks with you know expecting things to get worse possibly with some of the stocks and things like that happening as we probably saw with covid Um, but in general for a private investor you know looking at our own portfolios and looking how we manage money would you consider shorting stocks, or would you say that we probably don't have the amount of power needed and the amount of money needed for it to actually be sufficient without any sort of experience and knowledge that we know that someone else is going to back it and actually cause a short?
1: Precisely, I think I think you hit the nail around the head there. Um The reality is shorting, by definition, is a very, very risky move in itself, purely because um you know the the downsides is is unlimited. You know, when, when you're a longer position, your downside is to take it to zero. Whereas if you're betting on something going down, um, it, it, it's certainly a bit concerning if it goes against you. There's no flaw. And I think it's just the margin requirements too. For a private investor, it's, it's very expensive. And I think it's also overly technical, you know, in terms of holding a long-term short position, it gets very expensive. The reality is, I think in 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 a bear market, and an investor should naturally be risk off. So it's it's one where you don't want to be investing in you know speculative small cap high risk companies. Instead, you want to revert more to consumer staples. You know what are the companies that are that are going to 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 still be sort of revenue generating despite. Um, how bad the economy is. So we start thinking about things that you need no matter what in the day-to-day businesses. So so we're we thinking supermarkets, we're thinking utilities, um, we're thinking telecoms. So it's it's all about reverting to these sort of areas where um where they'll still continue to be sort of cash generative despite how how stressed the economy is. Having said that, to in, in a bull market, you know that's an area where whether you want to be sort of out of the market so you want to be in cash also whether you want to be more focused into sort of precious metals and whatnot stores of value like gold which has always been a good good investment because it's effective store of value especially when there are concerns about the economy um gold has always been a very good investment
0: yeah i think we well we spoke about gold i think in the in the last episode so if someone wants to kind of find out a bit more about it, I would recommend just uh, going back through it and listening through it there. Um, but in general, I think when we look at bullish and bearish markets, it's still something you just mentioned and it's completely come out of my mind, so I can't remember it. And I'll come back to it in a moment when it, when it gets back to me. But, you know, when we speak about bullish-bearish markets, they're kind of the two key markets that people look at. And I know that before you kind of briefly mentioned that there's also other types of markets. I don't think we should go into them here in depth because it just... We it'll will end up being kind of a probably a three-hour discussion about what sort of markets do we all think there are. But I think you mentioned there's uh, was it dove and hawk and things like that. But uh, yeah, you know yeah. I think we won't go into these. What what I would yeah. say with these sorts of things is the key two for anyone are the bullish and bearish when things are going positive when things are going badly. That I think the two key things to take into account. And the reason I kind of mention shorting stocks there as well is because a lot of people what listening to us maybe. Watch the big short movie, and they're going. What's shorting? How do I do it? Can I make money off of this? And I think one key thing to remember there is in that movie they were hedge fund managers. It wasn't single individuals, although the m- movie might portray it as maybe there was an inv- individual winning here. It was only by managing a big hedge fund. So I think shorting stocks is usually a lot more dangerous, as you said, because of the downside of it. When no looking at it like that, no and you know, when we look at bullish and bearish markets, do you have a preference of which one to go with? Uh, with stocks that kind of earn you a day-to-day living, you know, pay you uh, pay you dividends, dividend stocks. Would you have a preference, and on which one to go with, either or?
1: Yeah, um, I think I think dividend earning stocks is always a funny debate because it's it's one where it it really depends on the company itself and and also you know what what sector, what area. For example, UK stocks tend to have a larger income tilt in general, whereas US stocks don't tend to have a, a significant um dividend payout. Um where and also at the same time too, it, it, it depends because I think um stocks in general which give dividends tend to tend to almost be self-destructive in that they they they're giving out the money whereas that money can be held back for investments. Um, having said that, you you sort of realize that there's there'll be a tilt between different investors. You know, investors that buy um, stocks with high dividends tend to be, you know, people that require incomes or institutions that require incomes, incomes certainly so, you know, such such as so, charities and whatnot. Um, so so in terms of in, in in terms of preference between um in bullish or bearish markets, as a super high level generalization, um, within a bull market, you'd want a company that pays little to no dividend. The reason for that is that the company withholds any revenues, any sort of uh, profits that it has, and is able to reinvest that profits in developing and growing the business. Whereas in a bear market, you want a highly cash generative business. Hence, you know, companies which have especially a divid- a stable dividend policy is very useful because it shows that they have a required certain amount of cash flow that they're able to distribute every year.
0: Okay, and I guess the other thing as well to look at is people usually expect that when stocks go down, kind of bonds might be doing as better than stocks. Would you have an expectation of the, of kind of, you know, how would you position bonds, I guess, within that, within bearish yeah. and bullish markets? Because I think as, as bearish markets come in, a lot of people go into the bonds yep. and things like that Precisely. instead of stocks.
1: Precisely. I think in bearish markets, people are risk off. Hence, they'll naturally rotate their portfolio into safer assets that primarily being fixed income largely no, tilted more towards the investment grade and sovereign um, realm and then you know within a bullish market that's when there's a lot more positivity in there and investors are risk on so in that case they're more into equities and have a lesser uh, exposure to fixed income
0: yeah and I guess you know we've I think we've kind of covered most of the basics of this in the last 15 minutes or so Kind of covered most of the basics that and one thing that i'm really interested in seeing going forward and maybe in the future is whether we see bearish and bullish markets in crypto whether we see that happening at all with, with yeah. that growing and developing but that's a uh, i think that that's going to come with time and seeing how it how it actually develops and when it's taken up by the financial institutions
1: most certainly i mean now um I, I, and i think this is a slight slight sort of tangent that we're mm. going on to I Definitely. Think there's something called a rainbow graph for crypto especially bitcoin And that's a nice tracker of whether it's in a bull or bear market.
0: Okay. I think we've covered the the basics, would you say?
1: Yep, most certainly. I think think to reinforce it is just bullish markets is when there's positive sentiment. And, you know, people think that asset prices are going to um, grow and increase. And then bullish is when there's negative sentiment and concerns about the economy's stability and that's when you know people will be naturally risk off and a bit more conservative in their approach. I think business.
0: for the second one you meant bearish because you said bullish and bullish.
1: Oh sorry, I mean bearish. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, that's okay. But that's uh, yeah. So I think we'll uh, we'll be back at you guys again next week with some more stuff, and so far so good. So thank you much for listening and we'll hear from you next week. It's been Ivan and Greg here. Thank you very much. Yep.
1: Good night, goodbye so long.
0: And have a lovely day.
1: Have a lovely day. Brilliant. So um, just before we wrap up, we have to do the, um, the good old traditional disclaimer, as they say. So all views expressed are our own personal views at this time and not of any firms and does not constitute any financial advice.